You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. I do. How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have. But without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play that's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome in. It is the Hump Day edition. Jay Barker Show. we got everybody in the house. Tony Curry, Tony okay. Curry, Radio Network, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. I hope you're having a great day. We're presented by Top Golf from Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. And also driven by Sunny King Ford, Sunny Side of the Street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. Hope everybody's doing well today. I hear this the bowling of the future is what it is. It's all like <laughs> you know, ice cream of the future. Yeah. It's like uh, dipping dots of uh, golfers, is what it is. Yeah, the Dippin' Dots of golf. That's it. Dippin' Dots have been on for like 50 years, and it's still the ice cream of the future. How's that possible, Lars? I have never taken my kids to get... My kids have never had Dippin' Dots. No, you know what they do is, you know, we always talk about the pickle. The pickle has never changed. Do we always talk about the pickle? Yeah, in hundreds of thousands (laughs) of years, the pickle has never changed. But then we start slicing it different. So then we we had sandwich stackers, and we had dill pickles, and we had bread and butter pickles, and we got Wickles pickles, and we got them cut like French style. We got them long cut, then we fry them. The pickle's always the same. It's just a different way of cutting them. That's what Dippin' Dots is. It's stinking ice cream, but it's the little balls, and they can charge five times as much. There you go. How do you like your pickles? I, I I'm a Wickles pickle guy. Did you see the Jermaine uh, video? <laughs> I like uh, I like fried pickles. The Wickles pickles the are really good, thing. but uh, I like them, but they don't like me. If you know what I mean. <clears throat> we know what you mean. 
it's uh, we, we heard it well ago. Yeah, that was McDonald's. Back to bite me a little bit, but uh, I do like uh, I do like a good pickle. I like homemade pickles. pickles. My grandma used to make some great pickles, like the ones that are like really like whoa, like, like the Aunt B's, the Aunt B pickles. Yeah, whoa, kerosene. That's how they describe mm-hmm. it. You can light them on fire, man. We're going to uh, get into Jermaine Burton and a couple instances happened after the game, and I know it's now gone viral and um, kind of awaiting to see if anything comes down uh, from the SC office or from Alabama about this particular situation. But uh, Tony, we have not got your thoughts on Alabama Tennessee from this past weekend, and uh, we'd love to hear kind of your take on that before we move forward. Um, did you know? You know, we talk about the great state of Alabama and how good football is here. Mm-hmm. Alabama Auburn on Saturday. They gave up 100 points, 1,145 yards of offense, and 58 first downs between those two teams. You know, we always talk about historical references. When you're talking about a team giving up more points than they had in 115 years, that's uh, something to be hold there with Alabama giving up the most points since uh, 1907. And, and again, I mean, uh, right now Alabama ranks 128th in penalties per game. I, I don't know what's going on with the penalties. Nick Saban's always had well-disciplined football teams. This looks like the Raiders of the 80s right now. Uh, 17 penalties, 130 yards. I know a lot of people were freaking out, and I know you had a little stream going on there. Yeah. Uh, after the game with Robbie Glenn about why in the world they leave them 12 seconds. Give me a break. <laughs> Make the, Gillespie. The, 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 <laughs> the defense gave up 46 yards in two plays in 11 seconds. That That's that's. Inexcusable. Yeah, but, but it's inexcusable not to use the clock up well, on offense. Inexcusable I mean, that your kicker missed wrong. a fifty-yard field goal too. I mean, there's a, you, no. We but you got control ways. over the clock, Tony. You got you can run the football yeah, and well, lessen the amount of time. You're also talking Tennessee about a team that begged to get a second back on the clock against Auburn a few years back too. I mean, that's you know, nothing to listen, do with it. We this. can go on and on and on and on and on. But when your defense, you made it sound like missing a fifty-yard field goal. You made it sound like missing a fifty-yard field goal. I'll back up something on you on a dance floor anytime you want, but I ain't backing up the show. I said this on Do you think they should have run the football to kill some clock? Yes or no? I said this on the show Friday. I said, I you don't, answer the fault. Answer the answer the question. Answer the question, answer please, the Now this is when you, you this do, is when you back up. You do not want to get in. What did I say on Friday? What did, what did I say? The most important thing about this game was you do not want to get in a shooting match with Tennessee. Shootout, and people yeah. are like, oh, Alabama can shoot. They can score sixty points a game. If you get in a shooting match or shootout with Tennessee, that means they're scoring points, and they did. He ain't gonna um, answer my question. No, because I'm not going to give you the credit for it. It's, it's a stupid question. You have 12 <laughs> seconds left. Your Only de- half the world's asking the question, so half the all, world is stupid. Your, your defense end doesn't squat all day. What I'm saying, though, and Jay will tell you this, every play is, is, is important. It, it's a game of inches. Uh, and, and, and I'm not going to sit there and say, Alabama wasn't going to win that football game. Even if they went overtime, they were going to lose that football game. Once they got a 49-42 in the scoop of score, that's where they had to shut it down, and they couldn't find a way to do it. Tennessee's drives, 158, 116, 102, 101, 56 seconds, 50 seconds. The longest one they had was the one that it took them to tie the game at 49-all, and it was 4 minutes and 23 seconds. Where the hell's the defense? What was going on with that defense? If I'm Will Rogers right now, I am drooling. I've got stuff. By the way, Mike Leach is going to join us in a few minutes. I mean, (laughs) seriously, I've got stuff coming out. I'm foaming at the mouth. Uh, the SEC completions leader at all time is coming into town. This should be, and again, matchups are different. I understand that. But there's so many different things that Alabama needs to work on right now, um, and certainly the penalty situation. 
I did not help. And clock management. And I'll give you a clock <laughs> manager. It's fine. That's fine. You're forty you're nine forty two. You finally put them down. Why give up another touchdown? I mean, there's again, there are so many different things in the course of the game that could have changed. Well, those twelve seconds didn't mean squat. They obviously did. Yes, they yes. did. Yeah. Oh my God! What did you just wake up from football kindergarten? And they were also down eighteen. <laughs> You can go off and you can go off all you want. All right, hang on. Okay. Should they have not taken more of an effort to kill clock on that last drive? Yes, they could the have, but I don't think Thank it would have changed That's all the I end. Asked. I, sure. Sure. Yeah, and they should have had seventeen penalties. Matt. That's apples. What are they Lars, we haven't heard from you today. Did they not have some drop balls? In that yeah. last drive? Yeah, maybe they that would have That would have kept the no, clock go rolling. Go ahead and take yeah. his side. Jamar Gibbs right over high, the middle. High, All day long, Jamar high, Gibbs has been the man who drops a pass. completion percentage, uh, easy throws, much. easy passes, should have been caught. Basically, uh, extend, they extended, that extended, <laughs> extended, extended running plays. But, uh, I don't think anyone out. thought that, that the 12 seconds was going to get Alabama. And, and But that being said, I mean... I got to give it to Hendon Hooker, the Hyatt kid. I am checking into the Hyatt, my man. I got my Hyatt report. I got, I got, I've got <laughs> Jeremy my, Pruitt's recruit. I mean, one of his highest recruits. Unbelievable. Was, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. That kid, five touchdowns. I mean, and this is without Cedric Tillman playing. So you would have thought, okay, everyone's going to be looking at this kid. Well, guess what? He was looking at it too. Five touchdowns and over 200 yards. Yeah, I mean, we, we could sit there and blister this in the face, but there were so many different ways that Alabama should have lost that game. There were so many different ways that Alabama could have won that game. And every opportunity they had, they lost it. Too many penalties. Drop passes, bad time management. Thank you. <laughs> Missing field goals at 50 That's yards. Be like, oh, 50 yard or Riker can't do that. Well, he looked pretty good when he was doing those stupid COVID commercials. Kick COVID. And he's sitting there making commercials. Well, make your 50 yard field goal. I mean, there's so many different make things. Make your 50 things. yard field goal. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, How much uh, coffee on, did you have today? Don't start with me. On, on Saturday, <laughs> the better team won. I totally agree with you. Totally Better agree. team one, on and I think Saturday. Tennessee's got a shot at Georgia. I, 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 I yeah, do too. They're playing that well. If they yeah. can find some more goalposts, <laughs> Georgia will go right at them. Though they'll run right at them. They'll they'll make it a keep the offense off the field, stay on the Jay, field offense. Jay Alabama, yeah. had thirty seven minutes of time possession. Thirty. Yeah. If you if you told me that they Alabama have was going to have seven plus twelve, I wouldn't let Hyde off the off the line of scrimmage. If, Much like, if, if you told me if Bama had the ball for 37 minutes, I would have said they won by 20 because also. they were doing clock management. They were running the football. They weren't letting Henning get on the football field. But when you have 158, 116, no, 102, 156, and 50, I mean, what was happening? I mean, I know they were on the hurry up. Where, where, well, they were on the, the same way, play. Where, what I, the I also think. Where was the cheetah? Where was the cheetah? I couldn't it get was the seven <laughs> tackles between the three I of us with quote. zero sacks. Yeah. The cheetah turned to PETA. <laughs> Where was the cheetah? Where was they it? couldn't Where get was... it on the field? It was unbelievable. I also think no, they could based, based on the receivers available to him, Bryce Young played his best game at Alabama, and they still got beat. I agree with you. Play great, Jermaine Burton, one of those receivers, and Matt brought it up earlier um, on the field uh, incidents. Uh, two of them that happened after the game. Did you guys see the videos of those? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, do you think the league office going to come down or? Alabama, I mean, how, how do you handle a situation like this? Because the first one, he's kind of pushing the camera away from him, um, I think, with a young man. And then the second one, though, is where the girl looks like she can kind of tell that he's not uh, he's not happy. She gets out of the way, and he shoves her right in the head, uh, it looks like. I don't know if he hit her or just kind of shoved her right there in, in the face. There was contact. There was contact. But I don't definitely. know. These people saying smacking and struck, I think, are going a little bit too deep. 
But the problem with the girl is that she's past him, you know, and then he aggressively puts his hand out there. The other problem is who was in the wrong place? Yeah. The girl wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, but you, about 75,000 fans. Don't go there. If you want to go 12 seconds on my ass, I'm going to go I just off. Did I you off somehow? Yeah. Did I go she wasn't something? supposed to be there, so you shove no, her in the face? No, she wasn't. No, I didn't do now you're putting money. No, you're defending what happened him. You're defending him. No, 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 I said. He's saying, he's saying that she shouldn't yeah. be there in the first place. You know, these things, Tony, they're called headphones. Later if you, if you use them properly <laughs> and you don't interrupt, you're saying you can probably time, learn a little something today. You're saying today. Her, time, her timing was horrible. She should have been there 12 seconds after. You guys are, uh, you guys are spicy today. <laughs> it ain't me. It's that guy over there talking oh, pickles to start a show. I was just asked what I thought about the Tennessee game, and I was trying to give you my diatribe, and Aki could not leave it alone. Because you wouldn't answer the question. You can't, first of all, if this is a male, I don't know if we're talking about this. And to be honest with you, second of all, you, you can't, you can't do it. You can't, you can't do it. And yeah, I know, yeah. I know it's the last minute. I know it's right after a game. I know you just lost a heartbreaker. You can't no, do this. Can't. Yeah. You can't do it. You cannot do it. And he should be reprimanded in some form or fashion. What do you think they should do then? Um, probably one game suspension. The RI half game. We we can do half game suspensions. Would you do like Tennessee did with um, McCullough? And let it be an administration decision. I would. The, this is probably going to be an SEC decision. I think. Well, uh, that, yeah, yeah. That too. yeah. So, in, in a sense, yeah. I mean, I, that's the way it is now across the landscape of college football. It, it's changed when there's a discipline, uh, something that is happens beyond the realm of the team. It is taken out of the hands of the coach, as it should be. And placed in, uh, yeah, an administrative decision. I mean, I go back to the the Lawrence well, why, why did that and, change? And the Showtime why did, doc. Why did that change? Because the coaches were not doing it. Because the coaches were yeah. doing it. They were like, no, we're going to let go through the process. Yeah. And as of yeah. right now, there's no thing. He so will serve a one gate suspension in game 11. <laughs> yeah. this year, I guess. Or for UT, UT Martin. Yeah. <laughs> or UT Martin, yeah. All right. Uh, which, that's uh, Ty's dad's uh, UT Martin. That's, he, Jason is uh, uh, Ty Simpson's dad is the head that's coach right. there, UT Martin. All right. Uh, so no, no downplay of them. Um, but they've got Tennessee coming up this weekend. I don't think Tennessee is going to come come out with a, a hangover from this game. They're probably excited about it. It's in, in Tennessee as well. All right, more to come. Roger Hoover is going to join us, and uh, he'll be with us from CTSN, Crimson Tide Sports Network. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Hey, Nissan, how do you get to the top? Calculating. Proceed to 1959. Take a hard left in East Africa at the 71 Safari Rally. Fear right. And for tomorrow and Friday, the weather turns warmer. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 67. The high Friday, 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. CTSN, and always great to have him on each and every Wednesday with us. And uh, a tough weekend, Roger, but uh, just love to get your thoughts about Alabama, Tennessee. And then as we move ahead to Mississippi State coming up this weekend, traveling uh, to Alabama to play 
uh, in T-Town at Bryant-Denny Stadium. But uh, your thoughts from this past weekend. First of all, welcome in. Yeah, great to be with you guys. And it was a tough start uh, for the Crimson Tide in that game. And I think you got to give Alabama a lot of credit the way they uh, battled back and managed it uh, to get to the deficit to 2020 going into halftime. And then offensively did a lot of good things uh, in the second half of that ball game. I was in this position to win the game. Had Riker uh, had the field goal go through to give Alabama the lead right at the end. But uh, certainly a tough finish. Uh, tough to have as many penalties as we saw on Saturday. A school record uh, 17 in that ball game. But a lot to learn from this game, but Alabama also did a lot of good things against uh, what looks to be one of the best teams in the nation in Tennessee. So a disappointing loss, but uh, an opportunity to move forward and uh, as Coach Saban said after the game, this team still has all of its goals within reach and right in front of them. Now you have to go on the field and go do it. One of the big stories now coming out and breaking what, I guess, last night, a little bit yesterday, and a lot online now about Jermaine Burton, what happened after the game, the push to the one the Canberra people and then the girl incident. Have you heard anything about that as far as how that will, will that be handled? Will, will there be some disciplinary action, do you think, from this? And will it be more of a league issue than a team issue? Uh, outside of Coach Saban's statement that he released earlier, I uh, really have no thoughts on it or haven't seen much about it uh, to this point. So uh, whatever Coach Saban said earlier today in the release statement, then on the teleconference, I would stick by that. Roger, were you down on the field at the end of the game? I was not. I was in the uh, press box and I uh, stayed up there uh, for our post-game show to see it fill up with people and then uh, get to absolutely nobody on the field by the time I was done on Saturday in Knoxville. Uh, so, no, I, I avoided everything that happened on the field, thankfully. What uh, what was the scene like? Uh, you know, we, we just have sort of snippets of it from uh, what we saw on television after the game and, and a, few, a few videos here and there. What was it like just to see if you can uh, paint the picture for us? Well, just the entire field became covered with one single color, and that was orange. And uh, it was interesting to watch uh, how the goalposts were transported uh, first, you know, kind of all around the stadium. Uh, the south end zone gets snapped. The north end zone uh, followed quickly afterwards. And I believe one of the goalposts did leave Neyland Stadium. One of them did not because I saw uh, kind of as I was doing the postgame show and uh, kind of going through everything, uh, listening to Coach David's press conference, I watched how – Students tried to take it uh, back up through the stands uh, to uh, part of the stadium that's pretty old, we're pretty narrow. It's hard to fit a goalpost through there. And then uh, eventually the cops were able to get uh, that one goalpost back, and they kind of sat around it in the stands for a long time, and then eventually brought it back down to the field. Uh, so that was kind of what I was watching more than anything. But uh, you saw all the orange, and then you smelled all the smoke as well. It seemed like uh, every person on that field had about three cigars for themselves. I mean, it was uh, a very smoky feeling and very similar to what we have at Bryant Stadium in the stands when Alabama wins at home against Tennessee but uh, you definitely saw a lot of orange you saw a lot of smoke Did you smell any wacky tobacco up there? And those Tennessee people up in the hills you know, they, they, you wrap those the cigars with whatever they want you know. Um, Roger Hoover joins us here from CTS and, and of course on the Jay Barker Radio Network he's fantastic with the Alabama Sports uh, Network. Uh, Roger, this, this game coming up this weekend is very interesting. Mike Leach uh, led teams have only scored nine points against uh, Alabama's defense uh, when he's at Mississippi State. And obviously we're talking about a secondary for Alabama that just got bludgeoned this past week and given up 52 points. And you get this Will Rogers kid, quarterbacks under Mike Leach. I mean, you're talking about Tim Couch and Josh Heupel and Cliff Kingsbury and Luke Falk and Gardner Minshew. I mean, he's just a master at, at developing these quarterbacks, and he's done it again with a guy who's got the – the all-time record for most completions. What what do you think happens in this particular game? What gives? Can the defense find itself, or will Will be able to open up against the secondary? 
I think Alabama's defense will play much better uh, because, first of all, Mississippi State will spread the field a lot uh, coming up this week, similar to like Tennessee did, but they won't play with near the amount of pace. Uh, that Tennessee was playing, uh, the tempo that Tennessee fa- that Alabama faced with Tennessee is something like they will not see again unless they meet the balls in the national championship or the playoffs or the SEC championship that's coming up. So I-, I think Alabama will be able to play a little bit better with less pace from this Mississippi State offense. They certainly have some good playmakers, and Will Rogers, uh, as he keeps getting deeper into the system, uh, he's playing at a really high level. Uh, for whatever reason, the offense for State uh, sputtered a bit against Kentucky uh, this past week in Lexington. We've heard that sometimes just away from Starkville, this offense, for whatever reason, does not travel. So we'll see if that is the case with a very short trip to Tuscaloosa. But I think Alabama's defense will play better. I think there are a lot of lessons learned from that Tennessee game that even were applied mid-game. I thought there were some really good adjustments made by Alabama at halftime against Tennessee. So uh, there's definitely a path forward for that defense. Why did it appear that Alabama was so shocked by that pace? Or were they not shocked by the pace? They just could not. What, what what was the issue there? Because they knew they played with pace, but it seemed like they just were on their heels all day long. I don't know how much it was shock. It was it's just hard to keep up with, and especially you know even early in a game, everyone kind of talks about what well, pace may wear down Alabama as the game goes along. I think it's kind of tough to catch your breath early in a ball game uh, when you're facing something like that. And Tennessee was just hitting on a lot of big plays and explosive plays to Jalen Hyatt more than anybody. Five touchdown catches that he had in that ball game. You know, only six catches, but five went for touchdowns. So I think that was it, just trying to adjust, you know, early in the game uh, because Tennessee just early on applied a lot of steam very, very quickly. Where are Eli Ricks and Tyler Harrell? Well, Coach Saban mentioned uh, Tyler Harrell earlier today on the SEC Coach Teleconference that he's been able to practice in the last couple weeks and could have been available if needed. Alabama nearly went to him uh, in the ballgame against Tennessee, uh, but this was a game where Alabama was able to score a lot of points, 49, so the offense was clicking on a lot of levels uh, against a good Tennessee defense. Uh, I imagine we're getting closer to seeing him in game action. He's been going through pregame warm-ups the last two weeks and has looked really good, so uh, for Tyler Harrell, I think he is definitely uh, coming up soon it, you have the feeling for and if coach Saban said he was available uh, earlier today that's a really good sign uh for Eli Ricks he's just not been in the mix uh and I don't know if that comes from what we're coach Saban and the coaching staff seeing at practice or uh it's just a matchup personnel deal but you've seen Terry Terry Arnold really emerge as an outstanding playmaker or cornerback and uh for whatever reason uh Ricks has not been in the mix this year as much Roger Hoover, CTSN, joining us and uh, talking about Alabama and a tough loss over Tennessee, getting ready for Mississippi State and getting ready. um, One is Bryce Young. And how sore has he been this week? My goodness, he took a pounding. Uh, he really did, but uh, for again, coming back from that injury with all the conversation being whether he would or would not play, I mean, I thought he played terrific. Uh, he made some incredible throws, and he just did such a good job extending plays out of nowhere when most quarterbacks would have thrown the ball away or gotten sacked. Bryce was able to stay on his feet, move the pocket all around, and then just you know still square his shoulders, make great throws downfield. Uh, I thought that was a really impressive performance that he had. Yes, he took a lot of tough hits, and uh, hopefully everything is feeling all right as he gets ready for what's going to be a huge Roger, in listening to Coach Saban on Monday and then the uh, SEC teleconference this morning, you know, he, he doesn't seem particularly upset with his players. Um, you know, he of course, he is uh, not happy with the penalties and, and, the, and the turnovers. Turnovers were a little bit better against Tennessee. 
But um, it, it seems like he still very, very much likes this team. Well, there's a lot to like. <laughs> I think when you have the great leadership yeah. from uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson Jr., Henry Toa, we know the speed Alabama plays with. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is putting together a really special season. I think this offensive line keeps uh, performing better and better as the year goes along. So there's still a ton to like for this group. And as I mentioned earlier, all the goals are still in front of this group, uh, trying to first win the SEC West, then win the SEC Championship, get in the college football playoff, and ultimately win a national championship. And, uh, and there have been adversity that has hit this Alabama program throughout nearly every season uh, outside of 2009 and uh, 2020 in terms of losing a game in the regular season. And I heard the stat earlier, in regular season games after a loss, Alabama's 29-1 and uh, since uh, this great run started with Coach Saban. So uh, this is a group that knows how to bounce back from a loss. We saw it last year after losing a tough one to against Texas A&M, uh, really thumps Mississippi State on the road the very next week. So now you get an opportunity to try and do something similar coming up this weekend. There's still a lot of great football ahead and a lot of great victories ahead for the Alabama team. All right, let's talk about the most positive thing happening in athletics in Alabama right now, and that is women's soccer team now ranked number one in the country. Wow, what, what a great uh, season they've had. So far, no, Sarah Ashley and a basketball team have gone out there and supported them a ton at games, and other athletes are showing up as well, and students are coming out, fans are coming out. But talk about the soccer team and what they've been able to accomplish so far. It's been a blast to see their progress, and uh, I'm fortunate to get to call a lot of those matches on SEC Network Plus uh, when Alabama plays at home. And, you know, I got to do that last year as well when uh, they kind of went through the ups and downs basically with this roster intact. But uh, this year, everybody coming back, including uh, Riley Mattingly-Parker, who had been in all that performer a few years ago, had to miss last season with injury. You know, she's come in, scored a lot of goals. Felicia Knox has had uh, more assists than anybody in college soccer, and it's just been a fun ride to see this group uh, continue to play at a high level, you know, 7-0 in the SEC, chance to uh, win an SEC championship here in the next uh, week or so. It's really exciting and a chance to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, last year was the first year Alabama ever won in the NCAA tournament, won a game. So uh, this soccer program is seeing unprecedented success under Wes Hart, who is about as steady and consistent as any coach on Alabama's campus. So uh, it's richly deserved, everything they're getting. And you could see it building over the last couple of years, but they've just exploded onto the team this year, and it's really fun to watch. Roger, always great to have you on, my man. Thanks for being with us, and uh, roll tide. Let's bounce back. That sounds good. Look forward to talking to you guys next week. Thank you. All right, my man. Thank you. Roger Hoover again of the Crimson Tide Sports Network joining us here on the Jay Barker Show, getting his thoughts, knowing about Alabama Crimson Tide. But that soccer team, man, is doing unbelievable. Mm, unbelievable. Number one one in the country. country. That's amazing. Uh, Mike Leach was going to join us here on the Jay Barker Radio Network today, but he is uh, going to have to push it back till Friday. So hopefully if they're not in the air, and he said, you know, you can make a phone call in the air. So He's making pickles. He said he has an issue on, on, on the field, so maybe we'll start reading up and finding out what exactly that issue is. Uh, but Josh, They can't find the treasure. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting ready for Halloween. Josh Heupel, of course, the head coach there at Tennessee, was one of his quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And Josh did something during the game against Alabama that he thought was very, very interesting that he told me yesterday. He's huh? like, I thought I saw something that oh, I thought cool. was really interesting that you won't read anywhere else. So we'll tell you what that is and how it may help Mississippi State this weekend. We'll talk about that coming up next year on the Jay Barker Radio Network. All right. Andrew Bone also joining us at 1.15 and hour number two. We'll talk Alabama recruiting and uh, how that's beginning to amp up as well. We'll be back. Stay with us live from AVX.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C letter O. Welcome back in as we continue live from ABX here on this Hump Day edition. Jay Barker Show. We got Tony Curry, Tony Curry, our radio network. Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. And we just had Roger Hoover from CTSN coming up a little later on. Batman Insider on three, our uh, analyst when it comes to recruiting. And uh, we got Andrew Bone joining us at 115. Coach will not be able to join us today. Um, we just got word of that. So hopefully we'll get him on either tomorrow or Friday. But something came up. And uh, we totally understand. No, that. He's but totally cool too. I mean, he'll, he gave you a, gave you a quote. He'll 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 do an interview. And this is Leach, not Saban. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't gotten Nick Saban on in a while. Um, but uh, Mike Leach will always be on with us uh, if he can. Uh, and he said he'll work on on doing something on Friday. Some interesting numbers, uh, though. You think about um, Mississippi State and Mike Leach led teams. What percentage of snaps do you believe this year are pass and run? Fifty fifty. He's run a lot more okay, this year. Okay, you know that that's not true. 60-40. Uh, it is 67% pass, 33% oh, run. Last year it was 74% pass, which is just, it's almost like the reverse of Air Force, right? I mean, it's, they, just, they throw the ball like three times a game. Yeah. And it's the lowest percentage of pass plays that the Mike Leach has run in five years. So he, he is getting a little bit more balanced and realizes it's obviously got to run the football. With that being said, I think a lot of people think that, you know, you look at Tim Couch, and I mentioned Josh Heupel and Cliff Kingsbury and Luke Falk and Gardner Minshew and now Will Rogers. You think that because it is perceived that they're throwing the football as much as they are, that's why these quarterbacks are so good. You still have to complete those passes. Uh, they're averaging about 47 passes a game, which leads uh, college football. But you still have to complete those passes. You have to have great wide receivers. And Will Rogers is doing that. We mentioned the fact that he just passed Aaron Murray uh, top in the SEC history for the most completions. And he did it in half as many games. That's stupid. Mm -hmm. Run that by me again. Will Rogers has got the SEC record now all time for most completions by a quarterback in the SEC. He did it in 28 games. Aaron Murray did it in 54 I mean, that, that's, that's mind-boggling. It really is. And again, mm -hmm. you could throw the ball 100 times, but you still got to complete the passes. So when I talked to him briefly yesterday, uh, I, I said, I said, what do you think about the game going this weekend? He goes, we're, we're prepping up. I think they were really surprised by how good uh, Levis was for Kentucky this past week. They ran some hurry up and kept Mississippi State on their heels. They kind of pulled the Tennessee thing. They, they, they use about 10 minutes o'clock before they snap when they're ahead of the chains. He said something really actually happened this weekend. He goes, I looked at, at that Tennessee-Alabama game. He said it was a great game. He said, and, of course, Josh Heupel was one of his quarterbacks. He said he played a he, he called a lot of my plays. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? He goes, man, I had, there were some things that he called in that game that I was planning on calling this weekend uh, against Alabama. Uh, and he said there were about six or seven plays. And he wouldn't tell me what those were. Mm -hmm. He said they were about 10 to 15 years old. <laughs> And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, these were old plays. He said, but he pulled some stuff out of the hat against Alabama. He goes, some things that I wanted to try this weekend that I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board. So he's looking at tape. 
Well, I think we can narrow it down. Like I, I probably the plays that work. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep doing it till they stop it, right? Because yeah. they didn't stop it uh, in the game and make adjustments. Um, that, that's that's great, though. I mean, to see him recognizing his stuff on the field and to know that all of his guys are running that uh, air attack, uh, mm-hmm. the mesh is really their biggest. That that's their one play that they can get to on any formation anywhere. I, I think I, I saw one time where Coach Leach had run the mesh play like twenty times and one pass play. And 20 times did it, but to different receivers, yeah. different formation, but everybody knows their assignments, and it's the same same outcome for the uh, for the play. So he, pretty he's amazing. A, he's what? a pirate, but he's a pr- pretty brilliant guy. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's, a no goof, he's a goofball, but he knows. I mean, the guy taught the air raid mm-hmm. offense class at Washington State in Poland. I mean, he, he knows he knows what he's doing. So, so Will Rogers, uh, he's pretty interesting uh Pretty interesting young man uh, from Brandon, Mississippi, former three-star recruit, right? So not highly recruited, um, pretty decent size, 6'2", 210. And uh, Jay, I don't know if you've had a chance to kind of analyze him, see him over the years, but to me, it's it's just how decisive he is uh, in, in making his uh, d- decisions of where to go with the ball, how quickly he gets the ball out of his hands, and he always seems to go to the right receiver, or what you'd call the hot read, right? And um, it, it just, uh, he seems like a really good fit for this Mike Leach offense. Yeah, and I, th- I think the biggest compliment was coming from Archie Manning after the Manning Academy this year, saying that he may be the what he thought was the best uh, qualified or ready to play in the NFL than any quarterback he saw there, and pretty much all your top quarterbacks were there uh, this past uh, year at the Manning Academy, so... A lot of good good words coming from him. I think we heard that from Tim Brando told us that back uh, mm-hmm. in the summer, how impressed that he had been with, with Will Rogers. And, uh, man, just the numbers of Matt. I mean, the guy just, I mean, they throw the ball a ton, but like Tony said, you got to complete them. Well, you do, and I, I think you have to give a, a little thought to the fact that a lot of the passes he throws are runs, mm-hmm. really. I mean, but like Tony said, you, you got to catch them. Yeah. I mean, it's still a completion, and whether it's a two-yard pass that goes 67 or a 10-yard pass that goes 15, they all count as completions. How big is this guy? I mean, I, I know six I can two. look it up. Six two. Is two, he six two two ten? He's not a big kid. Six two two ten. Was that, were they off last week? Mississippi State. Yeah. No, they lost to Kentucky. They lost. They lost sorry, yeah. the, it was the week before against Arkansas. Man, he lit up. He lit Arkansas. up. He lit my piggies up. Four, threw for four oh six, three touchdowns, thirty two of forty nine. Uh, named a SEC Co Offensive Player of the Week. Um, Mike Leach Tony, is not going to overthink something. And to, to Jay's point, if something's working, he will go, go back yeah. to it. He will run the same play six times in a row if you're not going to stop it. He will, and, and I and I applaud his efforts on that. There's, he doesn't he doesn't overthink himself. He just and, does what and, works. Tony, you're you're very close with Mike Leach, and you follow Mississippi State close. Uh, it, 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 <laughs> We're really close. Wow. Yes. Uh, We're lost in space, good thing brother. there's no cameras in this. Studio. Oh, there is cameras. <laughs> Oh, there is. Um, and the ratings um, just went up, my friend. Do, 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 you give, do you give Mississippi State a chance in this game? Um, n- no. I, 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 there's a couple reasons why. First of all, I think the line. I wonder he's not coming up. I think that. <laughs> I think the. I think that the, the number is way too big. Uh, it's 21. Uh, that being said, you know, I, and, and, I, and I love you, but you were talking yourself into playing Alabama against Tennessee this past week, and. I knew we were in trouble when and Kirk, I, did. I knew we were in trouble when Kirk Herbstreit was the only one that picked Alabama to win that game when they were a seven point favorite. I'm thinking he's hey. finally going to pick one, and he he does not pick. He's, you know he's a brilliant man, but he does not hey, pick. We, we hit the over in like the third quarter. That, yeah, that that did happen. Um, but um, 
I'm, I'm waiting for Alabama to play that game. And if you had told me that Bryce Young was going to have yeah. the numbers he had and was 100%, because I didn't think he'd be 100%, he looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. A little rusty when he first came out, but when they were down and they needed his arm, he did everything right. I, I'm I, I'm starting to, to believe that maybe Alabama just isn't that good right now. Now, they won the turnover battle finally. They got two and they only gave up one, but they had 17 penalties. And so I, I can't put my finger on, on this football team. It's, it's, a, it's a game where if they play to their capabilities, I think they can win by 50 this weekend. But if they're going to fart around again and screw up, they're going to win by seven. Or I think they win the football game, but I don't know if, I, if they're going to blow them I out. I did see uh, like a still frame of that final uh, uh, pass interference call. Mm-hmm. The ref was literally 50 yards behind yeah. mm-hmm. when he threw that penalty flag. He was the one inside, wasn't he? He was the, he was mm-hmm. the one inside. Which I don't know. How do you see that? Like you, When I looked at you his... Don't. You don't. Yeah. I'm like, how, how in the world did he see that? So, how about the video of, of people claiming okay, that the referee that, that, that's, uh, that's not when they were, and it, that he cheered? Oh yeah, have y'all yeah, seen that one? Oh, I'll my. be honest, I saw that during the game, and I thought to myself, I can't believe he just did that. It, also, it was you, a little weird observation. It was a little weird, I but saw, he wasn't like, cheering. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I know dude, Alabama he and then he went, yeah. <laughs> They're also saying that the same referee crew I'm that was kidding. in the kick six, and I'm like. Come on, and in the Arkansas Auburn I mean, yeah, game, yeah. Now, now every Dude, time he was going, they're going. Screwed, I mean. He's back there going, catch it and run, catch it and run. <laughs> the kick six. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Um, so waiting for that penalty on Chris Davis on the kick six, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Coach Saban <laughs> has taught a lot this year, especially early in the year, about anxiety, and he's brought it up again, talking about his players. Uh, I want to talk about it coming up on the other side. We'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. It's the Tuscaloosa Community Calendar, powered by Pepsi. If you have a community event in Tuscaloosa in West Alabama, tell us about it. 32. Then for tomorrow and Friday, the weather turns warmer. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 67. The high Friday, 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Again, as we continue here live from AVX, and we brought it up earlier, uh, Will Anderson had the statement after the game, uh, most definitely. I think we probably just had a lot of anxiety. We didn't have the same intensity that we had a couple weeks ago. We definitely needed that to carry over to this game, but it's, the intensity just wasn't where it needed to be. Uh, why was the intensity missing? Probably, just like I said, just having a little bit of anxiety for the game, a big road game, Anderson said. Now, the second consecutive game where anxiety was mentioned after Saban said that Jalen Milrow had some anxiety headed into the Texas A&M game. Is uh, not terribly surprising. There would be some nervousness in the environment there on Saturday. This uh, particular writer writes for Roll Bam Roll. Uh, it says uh, factors that like that come into play. It's possible players NIL contracts are hoping to get better NIL contracts, feel more external pressure to perform. Completely speculative on my part, but I don't remember Saban speaking about this in previous years. And uh, I think it brings up a good point. We haven't really heard much about anxiety, but this year we've uh, heard a lot more of, of that being said. And then for a player like Will Anderson to come out and say, I think we had some anxiety as a team going into it. 
They see the locker room. I, my understanding, Coach Saban asked them heading out, "Why are you not chanting?" Yeah, he did. yeah. Why, why, why? Where's the normal whatever chant we do heading into this game? And and that, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's leadership. That's guys stepping up. Uh, you can have your mental coach. You can have all those guys work with those guys. Try to help them through whatever they're dealing with. But that's that's where you got to have the fun in the locker room. You got to have guys making you laugh. You got to have mm-hmm. guys. I mean, Coach Stallings used to call me into his office. And go, are we ready? Yeah. And I'd be like, we're ready. He's like, we're, you're out there joking. Everybody's cutting up and laughing. And are we ready? I'm like, now would be our best games. I yeah. mean, for the for the championship game, before, I mean, all these games I can think back on where there's somebody up standing up doing a skit or making everybody laugh or you know talking about it or playing a particular song that meant something uh, to everybody in that locker room. So they, they've they've got to get to where it's. And he even talked about it on Monday. He said, look, gotta have fun. Yeah, you gotta yes, go out and enjoy. Which so I think that's there is, is something Will, built up about that. Is Will holding up a mirror? He didn't have NIL before this year. Yeah. If he's talking about it now, is he saying, I'm anxious? Yeah, well, this, I mean, he doesn't yeah. directly say that, but he didn't experience it until this year. The fact he That's, brought it up, yeah. though, is very, very interesting. No, he didn't. No, he didn't that, that quote was his first with the quote. Mm-hmm. The second was an observation by the writer yeah. talking about the NIL stuff. But, but yeah. what, oh, okay. what, yeah. what takes anxiety away? I mean, unless, of course, it's a medical issue. Well, uh, you got ADD. But, but it's, it's practice. It's being prepared and knowing, you know, Bette Miller used to throw up or she still throws up before every, every and they're like, how is that even possible? Bad She's pickles. Bette Miller. She's got, <laughs> yeah, bad pickles. She has anxiety issues. Uh, but Nick Saban said, I think we got to make players more accountable in practice for doing things correctly, paying attention to detail and doing the little things. We can't hang them up for doing this. There are players. It sounds like maybe this could even go back to a practice situation, Jay, where, you know, if you're prepared ultimately and ready to go, mm-hmm. and, and I realize anxiety is going to play into everything. You're at Tennessee. Um, with that being said, I mean, they had a 49-42 lead with, you know, six minutes left in the ball game, and so their anxiety played into them. Sometimes you can use that anxiety or, or, or that nervousness uh, to actually excel, but that, that's a really interesting quote uh, from, from them talking about yeah. anxiety. I, I'm not, I'm not going to put the two and two together with, with Jalen Milrow because I, I believe he was. He didn't know he was coming to the football game and he yeah. was running for his life. But, and um, I don't know if that's, I mean, to me, that's just nervous. You know, you're just yeah. nervous. Sometimes nervous gives you an edge and you actually succeed I, yeah, more. And yeah. I, I truly believe in my limited playing time, yeah. if I was a little bit nervous, I was more focused. I had to be. And that made me it made me play better. Yep, and I love that. Uh, then you had the same. We've talked yeah. about this about fifty times. Yeah. You, you have that edge when you break the huddle, but your your uh, anxiety is not a good word. Mm-mm. Nerves, ang- you know. Maybe just, uh, maybe there's so anxiety. aware, the, the, focused. I think is more of the word. Look, we all know that Nick Saban's coaching philosophy is called the process. What is the process? The process is not focusing on end results. It's focusing on each individual play and doing your job, eye control, uh, relying on your teammates, just focusing on what you can do to make sure that the team achieves success on that one play. It sounds sounds very, very simple. But if you do that, the anxiety goes away because you're not looking at the scoreboard. You're not worrying about results. And this goes all the way back to his time at at, uh, Michigan State. And he was working with a sports psychologist, and they go into uh, Ohio State, ranked number Ohio State, ranked number one in the country. And he had his players just he preached to them all week, just focus on one individual play. Think of each play as a living, breathing organism. And then once the play is over, that organism's dead. Move on to the next one. And they ended up upsetting Ohio State. And then, bam, the process was born. 
I think you could make the argument that this team has actually gotten away from the process. If this team is filled with anxiety, that means that they are looking at the scoreboard. They are worrying about results. They are worried about the consequences of losing. Does that mean Nick hasn't been doing his job? No, I'm I'm just giving you my my 10 cent psychoanalysis of what is happening to this team. Yeah. No, I challenge anybody to go against. Well, I I think that he is doing (laughs) his job. Um, Again, you can only teach it. You can only uh, put it out there. And then you got as a player or the person, you got to apply those principles and, and maybe they're not applying them the the way they should right now. But I just found it interesting that now twice at two games, anxiety has been mentioned. Good point. Back to back. You know, we do that pregame show and it's a good listen on tide five hours before kickoff. And Christian Miller is just fabulous. He's been doing sidelines, but he said players have changed. And I went, you were just playing five years ago. <laughs> he said they have changed a lot. NIL. I think 2020 transport, had a lot to do with it. Uh, and, shutdowns and, that, and, and all that. that. Yeah. And and yeah. I think maybe uh, that, combined with a lot of other things, has made them more anxious. All right. So we'll continue coming up on the other side. More on that. And also Andrew Bone will join us. We'll talk recruiting with him from Bam Insider on 3 Media as well. And uh, we'll be right back live from AVX. Hour number two coming up next on this Wednesday edition. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.com. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC.letterO. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today. If you want a great lunch or a great dinner, you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome back in. Hour number two here on the Jay Barker Show. We got uh, Andrew Bowen coming up with us here around uh, 1.15. Our recruiting analyst uh, will be joining us, and uh, we'll talk with him about uh, all things Crimson Tide. When it comes to recruiting, always ready to have him on from Bama Insider on 3 Media. That's Andrew Bone. Also, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Got the Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation, and uh, with us, the food, the fun, the drinks, and just the atmosphere. You'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. We're driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. All right, I um, I know this uh, is a Nebraska quick story, but it applies to Auburn and uh, other schools that are considering firing their head coach. Um, it just came out due to a FOIA request by USA Today that uh, Scott Frost would have received a one-year contract extension and his annual salary would have been restored to $5 million if Nebraska had gone 6-6 six and six this season and played in a bowl game, right? So these metrics had been kept private until the judge, uh, until a judge citing the uh, open records laws, uh, ordered the ordered the terms made public. So, my question is: Do you guys like the fact that it was actually written out what Scott Frost had to do to keep his job? And do you think this is something that will become a national trend, or has it already? But we just don't know about it because no, uh, there hasn't been a USA Today that is. You know, uh, filed a FOIA request at a pu- for at a public university. Do we do we know when that 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 contract extension when that that part of the contract was written up? Was it written up at the beginning of the year or at the beginning? It of, was of his, it of was written up at the end. It was so Trev Albers was hired after last season, and uh, and and so um, it was last November. Yeah, yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah. So here's my but, question. But do you, but do you like the fact that again that we that there was specific uh, numbers specific record that he had to hit. There are five million dollars for six to six. There are usually incentives, though, like you know, winning a conference yeah. championship, going to a bowl game, winning a national championship. My question is, does that give Scott Frost legal battle to go? You didn't let me try and get six wins. You need to give me Could five be, million yeah. dollars next year. It may be part of his buyout. It was probably well, they, I'm, I'm, Nebraska sure, would have been sure smart got, to include it there. Yeah, I'm, but, sure, yeah, I'm sure he's got something in his in his contract. And it's not a good look for a university as proud as Nebraska to say, okay, if you can win half your games and get to a bowl, we're going to give you another year. <laughs> and a million dollars. What now? And another million dollars. And uh, Yeah, it went for four to five. That is one hell of an agent right there. <laughs> really, it really, is. yeah. I mean, because we were talking about firing him last year. But I do think a lot of this stuff has happened in the past, and I think it still goes on, Lars. 
think your I think the FOIA request is what you get to see a little bit more details in the contracts. But I, I would think that guys who are out there they're kind of hanging on. I'm sure that they have those conversations. The ADs, hey, give me one more shot. Give me some metric. You know, what, what do I got to get to to keep the job or do you, maintain? But I, Nebraska six and six in the bowl game does not seem like high expectations. As, as I've just heard, I, no, I, I, yeah. it doesn't. I mean, Rob, I mean, he was I've close heard, to I've six. Heard, six so I've he heard a lot of fans wanting this exact thing, and they want it to be revealed before the season, so they know, so everybody knows. Okay, they got to get to ten wins for. Um, you know, Coach A to to keep his job for for Brian Harson to keep his job after this year. Auburn has to get to eight wins. As fans, we talk about this, and we'll talk mm-hmm. about Brian Vincent, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago with UAB. We don't like the fact that he's the interim coach. And I talked to Mark Ingram last week. I'll talk to him again tomorrow. And he's like, he knew exactly who he was getting himself into. And I said, do you have a number in your mind? And he goes, no. And I said, you have to have a number. Fans have a number. Is it eight wins? Is it nine wins? Is it is a seven-win season enough for UAB to, 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 to retain him, particularly coming off all the success of Bill Clark? But it's just one of those things where I think we'd all like that number to yeah. know exactly, just make it cut and dry. And, of course, fans will look at that and say, great. You know, hopefully he'll only win five games so we can get rid of him. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but that particular case, that's, that's pretty amazing. That, that, like Matt said, an organization as proud as Nebraska would say, I'll give you. And, first of all, why would you make that deal if you're Nebraska? Why would you even think to give him a year extension? Frost, I guess so you can Frost, fire him. Frost was one of theirs. Frost led him to a national championship, and but Trev, I mean, and that's why I I wanted an outside guy. But I didn't, he I didn't want them, a Nebraska he them a lot more than they needed a, as, him as the AD. He needed them a lot more than they needed him, a lot more. So why ha, give has, him anything? Just say. Coach, Did Alabama we'll hang on to Shula too long because Shula was a Alabama guy? He started ten and zero. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, why. It, no, it, but it, I'm it. just saying. I mean, do, do you think he got too long of a leash because of what he did as a player? He may have. No, he, I, mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure there, there was some favoritism towards him. There should be, but he he came in at a very tough time. Really Twenty five scholarship reduction, uh, you know, right after probation, yeah, right, yeah, right. After, I mean, having to deal with all that. Didn't hurt uh, his dad's with Don too. Yeah, and also came in and <laughs> what May? What he came in in May, I guess yeah. was it uh, April May, because Price was let go after all that debacle, and then uh, Mal went out, found Mike, and Mike accepted the job. I mean, I, I, I don't think he gets his due to be honest. I think he took Alabama I through. A I think you're right. Very very tough moment, um, and able to get him through it and get him to Coach Saban, and uh, and and Mal did a good job of. Being able to hire Coach Saban to go out and get him now, you know, if that had gone, I got somebody else. I, I don't, you know, Saban was the guy. I mean, if you can get that guy, um, then you get him, and they got him, and look what's happened over the last uh, fifteen you, years. Do you think that these metrics actually are in contracts, but we just don't know about That's them because they haven't I been released? To ask you next. I think and so. Ask all yeah. of you. Could be. Do y'all think that if it's a public university, subject to freedom of information? It should be public, and you should know before the season what they have to have to do this, and what they have, and and how much they get paid, and all that kind of stuff. Should that be public so the fans can read it every week when they lose or win? Well, for the for the most part, we do know. I mean, th- this is the only per- because it's a public university. This is one of the only jobs where we can actually look up and see what people make. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what Jay Barker makes. I can't look that up in the news. I want to know what Lars Anderson makes. I can't do that. But actually, you can. You can. <laughs> you know what? You can. No, because at Alabama, I've said this before, you can actually get to and, and, and see, you can compare what Nick Saban makes a month yeah. to what Lars Anderson makes a month. And you can just pull the two of us up. 
And right. side by side. Side by side. And go, oh, Lord. And then. Or oh, Nick. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we'll find out what is really valued at the University of Alabama. Yeah, what was the stat that you could, <laughs> Coach Saban could uh, send a kid a scholarship every day he coaches or something like that? It was like $26,000 <laughs> yeah. a day that he's making. <laughs> And he could scholarship a kid to Alabama for that amount of money or something like that. that He'll make too. more probably in two weeks than I will in my entire career at Alabama. <laughs> I hope. He's worth hope. every dime. And so are you, by the way. <laughs> you're yeah. worth every bit of it, too. When you start filling the stadium up every Saturday, you'll make that kind of cash. Lars, you need Jimmy Sexton. <laughs> I do. As your agent. Get that get that contract up down there. So who's the high? Is it the president after that or is the, chan- or the um, chancellor, right? Yeah. Bob, Bob Witt be the next highest than the president. Do you, do you know I this? You sound like no. you know this. <laughs> no, it was one of, one of my uh, colleagues at Alabama showed me how to do it, and uh, I only did it once because it was just too uh, demoralizing. <laughs> Is it on the dark web? <laughs> <laughs> too demoralizing. I could screenshot it because it's public. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you you can find out exactly what every professor makes at the University of Alabama and at Auburn. It's public information. Yeah, Federally and state-funded school. Can you do that with elementary school teachers? You should. I mean, it's public, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure you could find it somewhere. Yeah. Why? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hold them all to get. Stand- That's where it starts, Matt. That's what you're talking about. That everything starts in kindergarten. I don't know. I, I, li- I like. <laughs> yes, I like incentives when they're positive incentives. If mm-hmm. you win the SEC championship, if you win a national championship, if if you if you if you win 11 or 12 games. When you incentivize, if you can do just enough to keep your job, I don't think you should have incentives. That's be, that'd be like us saying, hey, listen, if you're number one or number two in the market, we're going to give you a bonus. Right. If you can make it to number six, we're going to give you a little extra boost. I'm like, what are you, what are you getting? I mean, a six and six season is not good in Nebraska. But I think Matt makes an ex- excellent point because Scott still could have gotten to six and six because right. he was fired when the team was one and two. Hey, five yeah. games away. Yeah, but but they, he also got fired um, because he they would have saved what like seven million dollars if they had waited another month. Yeah. So that was probably there was I'm sure there was some type of agent thing or, yeah. or university thing where it'll be like maybe that's million. why they fired him when he did so they yeah. wouldn't have to pay that extra year. He may become a high school offensive coordinator next year. I'm hearing. Where at? Oh, I wonder if he'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> He's from a tiny town in Nebraska. Maybe he'll go back there. I don't know. All right, coming up next, Andrew <laughs> Bone from Bam Insider on 3 Media joins us. We'll talk Alabama recruiting. Stay with us live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. I can walk again. I can cross my legs again. I can wear heels again. After years of living with chronic joint pain, Andrea Southern is now living a normal 32. And for tomorrow and Friday, the weather turns warmer. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow is 67. The high Friday, 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Okay, 
Andrew gets uh, bad at the bone. I don't get bad at the bone. You got to get bad at the bone. for you. You know, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to what I'm going to do. I don't know. It's not me. It's you. you got issues. <laughs> Let's go to Andrew Bone. Bam Talk Insider. Pot calling a kettle black. That's true. <laughs> on 3 Media. And uh, Andrew, welcome in. Thanks for being with us. And uh, always great to have you on to get an update and uh, Alabama recruiting. How, how's everything going? Everything's good. Everything's good. Just always staying pretty busy on the recruiting front, especially this time of the year. You got all these kids. Starting to announce decisions, uh, decision dates, you know, kids taking visits, going on officials, going to, uh, you know, a lot of kids in Knoxville last weekend for the, uh, you know, for Tennessee's win against Alabama. There's a lot of kids heading to Tuscaloosa this weekend for the Mississippi State game and you know, just kind of you know, business as usual. Give us the number, kind of the breakdown where Alabama's at right now, numbers-wise, and uh, just maybe some of the top recruits coming in this weekend. Yeah, and yeah, right now Alabama's currently sitting with the number one recruiting class in the country, 23 commitments uh, overall. Yeah, I think that that number is certainly going to grow. Um, yeah, I think this is one of those years where they're going to, you know, end up signing you know, somewhere around 30. I'm not going to predict the number just yet. There's not a, uh, you know, there's not necessarily a cutoff number. Now we don't expect that number to be, you know, 33, 34 recruits. But uh, I also don't think they're sitting there saying, you know. Only going to take twenty eight. They're only going to take twenty nine. I think they're going to, you know, continue to recruit the, uh, you know, the top guys that they're they've been going after for a long time. Just kind of see how, um, you know, everything ends up falling into place down the road. But there's, you know, obviously a lot of, you know, big names that are going to be making decisions over the course of the next month or so. But we're also going to see uh, some top kids in Tuscaloosa before that happens, especially this weekend. Um, You've got David Hobbs, the five-star defensive lineman out of North Carolina, going to be taking his official visit. He uh, actually just came out um, yesterday or today and said that he's going to be making his decision on November the 25th. Now, this, there's probably some, uh, you know, a lot of people probably thinking that he's announced this decision shortly after um, or announced the uh, you know, commitment date shortly after his trip to uh, Tennessee this past weekend, but. We've been hearing about this commitment date for a while, really ever since July. Uh, he had always kind of had it in the back of his mind that he wanted to commit on his mom's birthday. He told us that back then, and he's mentioned it a few times uh, throughout this season. So when the announcement got made today that he was going to announce on November 25th, everybody just kind of took it as, oh, he's announcing shortly after this Tennessee trip. It must mean he's going to Tennessee. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think that. I think that – Tennessee is very high on his list. Um, if I were to make a prediction today, I'd probably probably would lean towards Tennessee just because he just came off the visit there. You know, very uh, you know, very emotional high. I mean, you know, called it the best atmosphere you know he's ever witnessed, and uh, you know, the best fans in the country. I mean, I, I think that's probably the only time that he's going to experience fans rushing the field uh, at any of the schools that he visits. I mean, because he's going to visit Alabama this weekend. He's going to visit Georgia um, for the Tennessee game here in the next few weeks. So you're not going to see uh, Georgia fans storming the field uh, if they beat Tennessee or Alabama fans storming the field uh, if they beat Mississippi State this weekend. So definitely a, a wild atmosphere to be involved in uh, this past weekend. So, Tennessee definitely made an impression on them, but I also think that Alabama, you know, still, 
you know, sits there in that top two, top three with him, and they've got a good opportunity this weekend to, to make a strong impression uh, on him and, you know, really try to sell him on, you know, going to the University of Alabama. But, you know, he's not the only guy that's going to be visiting. You also have the top two players in the state of Alabama, uh, James Smith and Clay Rousseau um, out of Carver High School in Montgomery, both five-star recruits that visited Alabama for the Vanderbilt game three weeks ago. Uh, they're going to return for the Iron Bowl. Uh, also going to take their official visit in December. They're in, in no rush to make a decision, but, um, you know, they just took a visit to Florida this past weekend. They visited Auburn a few times this season. Uh, they're going to take officials to Ohio State and Georgia, and then uh, they make that decision during the early signing period. But still, you know, really like where Alabama sits with uh, with both of those guys uh, heading into this weekend and, um, you know, heading into, you know, the final month and a half for they make their decision. But um, you know, one other guy that I definitely want to mention that's going to be visiting Alabama this weekend is a um, top 30 uh, overall recruit in the country, and that's Jordan Hall. He's a defensive lineman uh, out of Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, really was on Alabama's radar early on uh, in the recruiting process, took a junior day trip. But, you know, things just kind of died down. The interest, um, you know, just – you know, for some reason, uh, wasn't there. Uh, they were, Alabama was hoping to get him in for a uh, for a camp during the summer. He didn't make it. But once um, his senior film kind of got out there, had a great has, is having a great senior season. Um, you know, Alabama evaluated him. I believe they went and saw him play a few weeks ago, and uh, he's definitely moved up their recruiting board. And definitely a guy that they really like a lot. He's coming in for the official. Uh, this weekend, he called Alabama his uh, his dream school. So, you know, if they start, uh, you know, really pushing hard for him, maybe they maybe they can, uh, you know, really get into the fold with him because I think Georgia's in the lead. Uh, some other schools, Florida, uh, LSU, also very high on his list. I think he's uh, planning on taking an official to Ohio State. But, um, you know, Alabama could really make a significant move with him this weekend and really become a uh, a top contender in his recruitment. But those are some of the, you know, premier guys that are going to be visiting uh, Alabama this weekend. You know, I mentioned David Hobbs announcing uh, his commitment date today. Another big target for Alabama is Cormani McClain, number one cornerback in the country, uh, announced last night that he's going to be deciding uh, next week on October the 27th, top three, Alabama, Florida, Miami. And this has mainly been an Alabama-Florida recruiting battle uh, you know, for the last several months. But you know, as of right now, I think Florida's in a pretty good position with him just because he hasn't been back to Tuscaloosa since June. Uh, he was thinking about coming up for the Texas A&M game, thought about coming up for the uh, Mississippi State game this weekend, not expected in town. So with him uh, taking a couple visits to Florida this uh, uh, this season, going to Gainesville back in July, uh, so that's three trips to Florida uh, without returning to, uh, to Tuscaloosa. I think that pretty much bodes well for the uh, for the Gators. But we'll see what happens. But uh, but I, at the end of the day, I think uh, Florida's in really good shape. Okay, about uh, six weeks ago or so, you mentioned Keon Keeley to us, and uh, you seem to suggest that you thought he was going to be headed to Alabama. He is the, the number one edge rusher in the country out of Berkeley Prep in Tampa, Florida, which, by the way, was where Tom Brady took his receivers to practice during the pandemic. Uh, neither here nor there. But uh, so Keon Keeley, he was Notre Dame's top target. He decommits. 
And he's been to Alabama. I think he was here on October 8th. And uh, you've said that he, it's basically between Alabama and Ohio State. Uh, where do you see Keon Keeley ultimately landing? I still think Alabama's in, in pretty good shape with him. Now, Ohio State has done a great job recruiting him. Uh, you know, they've really pressed hard. I think they're, they're in it a lot more than uh, I expected them to be because going into the month of September, you know, the visit to Ohio State was just, you know, go up there, pay some respects to the coaching staff that uh, that has has recruited him for a long time. Uh, but at the end of the day, he was going to, you know, play in the SEC. And it was ultimately going to be an Alabama-Florida uh, recruiting battle. But, you know, they really sold him on, um, you know, on being that next Chase Young or, or Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa, uh, you know, in their system. And, you know, he really likes that a lot, likes the, um, you know, uh, likes the way that they produce because they obviously produce a high number of NFL players, uh, you know, just like Alabama. But, you know, he loves Tuscaloosa, has a lot of connections with um, uh, with Alabama commitments, a little bit closer to home, you know, really likes the structure of the program and all that good stuff. Um, had a great official visit to Alabama a few weeks ago. Likes the way that Alabama uses uh, its edge rushers, because, and that's you know what he's recruited to play. I mean, he's recruited to be an outside linebacker, you know, similar to you know Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Chris Braswell, and uh, you know he looked up to a, you know a lot of former Alabama players throughout the years. Uh, you know, as mentioned, Terrell Lewis, Christian Miller, as guys that he really liked watching growing up. So. I think at the end, uh, he ends up committing to Alabama, and you know that could happen uh, at any time. I, I think something's likely going to happen within the next couple weeks. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him announce a commitment date here pretty soon. So we'll see. But yeah, I definitely think it's an Alabama Ohio State battle with uh, with Florida uh, running third right now. From on three, Andrew Bone, he is the recruiting master here on the J Barker Radio Network. Really knows his stuff and. You know, I, I used to love watching uh, guys uh, acknowledge where they're going to be going to school. It was actually kind of fun, and now I'm trying to decide whether uh, recruiting announcements or gender reveals are more exciting, quite frankly, because people are blowing up blue bombs and stuff in their backyard. It's always fun to watch those. Uh, but the interesting thing, though, uh, Andrew, is that 4,084 D1 college football players entered the transfer portal last year. What would you say is the biggest difference in recruiting now than it was before we had the transfer portal? Well, I think now you don't worry as much um, if you missed out on a, on a on a key target, you know, whether it's a running back or a you know a wide receiver or cornerback. Uh, you know, you used to stress and you used to try to go to your um, you know Plan B, Plan C type players, and you don't necessarily have to do that anymore. Obviously, you're always going to want to you know try to bring in a high school kid and try to get somebody in that you know you feel like can be a major major contributor and i think that's the way that you know at least alabama is recruiting now you know they're they're not really going to take plan b guys plan c guys if they miss on somebody they're going to just say okay well you know we can focus on the transfer portal because there's going to be great players in there they've had some success uh you know obviously (laughs) they're the last few years i think that's going to continue but it's definitely an avenue that uh that they like to use and that they can use it um you know, they've had, uh, you know, like I said, they've had a lot of success using it, and they just, I, I just don't think there's as much stress on the Alabama side as there may be on, uh, 
uh, on the Alabama fan side uh, when you miss on a on a big target at a at a at a big position because you just automatically assume that oh you know you wasted your time recruiting them you 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 know other guys are already committed somewhere else but um, there's always great players that are going to enter the portal uh, just about every year and you know Alabama knows that it can uh, they knows the success that they've had with transfer portal guys and they know that guys who enter the portal have seen that so uh they're going to continue to recruit that and i think they're going to continue to recruit it really well did you see the uh deon sanders 60 minute story this past week uh talking about jackson State. I, I, it, was, it was a great story I, yeah i saw i saw some uh, i just saw like a clip or two of it i didn't actually get a chance to watch the entire thing Jackson State's got a $4 million uh, a year uh, running thing, and obviously Alabama is like, I don't know what what they spent a year, $60 million, something like that, but he was actually in play for a five-star kid that was going to Alabama, and he said the fact that he was even talking to Jackson State was a win for us. Do you still see that at that level? Maybe not so much at HBCUs, but but at any college that's a much smaller, maybe a group of five college, are they still vying for those three, four, five-star guys? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we're certainly we're certainly seeing some schools have a little bit, you know, a little success here and there. I mean, Jackson State's probably you know, the most notable one as far as you know being able to go in and 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 land some you know big name recruits. Not a lot of them, but obviously a couple of them. You know, it happened with Travis Hunter last year, and um, you know, I'm interested to see kind of you know what they're able to do this year, especially with you know Deion Sanders being a uh, you know. Starting to become a hot commodity, and then you know, might be one of these guys that we see at a uh, at a Power Five school uh, within the next year or two. But yeah, I definitely, you know, we're definitely seeing some. Uh, you know, and these schools are Power Five schools, but you know, we're seeing like you know, a school like Louisville have a lot of success in going into. You know, they went into the state of Texas and, and landed. You know, the best running back in Texas, Ruben Owens, is a five star, and you know they've been able to go into. Uh, you know, different areas of the country, um, California, and recruit. And I certainly think that, you know, we're definitely going to see some other programs. I keep waiting on Georgia Tech to finally start reeling in some some big names, and we might see that. Uh, but I, I just always kind of felt like, you know, these places like USC, obviously, I was going to recruit well. Miami, uh, but you know, felt like in the city of Atlanta, Georgia Tech had a real opportunity there to. Uh, to strike and uh, and they may they may well be on their way to doing that um, if they get the right coach. Andrew, always great to have you on, my man. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Uh, thank you, my man, Andrew Bone, joining us from Bam Insider on Three Media, and uh, he gives his recruiting report each and every week. So Alabama still leading at that number one spot in recruiting right now for twenty twenty three class. I was over Chase House on Sunday night watching that sixty minute story. <laughs> Uh, he invited me over so I can watch his Dion thing. I was like, yeah. yeah. So we went over there and did some ribs and stuff. It was fantastic. Let's go to your house. We'd have to sit on the porch. Sixty minutes, my house Sunday night. You're on there after the uh, after the big game. Uh, and uh, I was watching the game, and of course, there's been a lot of rumors about if Brian Harson ever gets fired, and it's going to happen. Would Neon Dion be the head coach at Auburn? I'll tell you why. After watching that show on Sunday, it ain't going to happen because he talked himself into a corner. We'll talk about that next year on the Jay Barker Radio Network. All right, we'll be back.
You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel's Cottage.com. 
It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O. As we continue live from AVX, we even had Antonio Langham had a sighting of him come in. I think he came in and left. <laughs> He's outside talking to Kaylee and some other guys on the phone. But um, all right, uh, you had a tease going into break talking about prime time, Coach Prime. Now, yeah, I mean, got in a fight after a game. And listen, I I, I love the story uh, on sixty minutes. Um, he didn't say a whole lot. I mean, he, he quite frankly, he really did not. Uh, yeah. They did ask him the question: you know, Why in the world did you want to come to Jackson State and Mississippi? And of course, we talked talked about the water and everything else, and and, and the fact that they had to redo the field. And it, I mean, it was in shambles. The place is in shambles. And um, they have a budget of about four million dollars a year, whereas Alabama has a budget over sixty million dollars. And he was talking about he was in the hunt for 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 some kid uh, recently that ended up going to Alabama. It was between him and Jack State. And they asked the question: Why are you here? And he wants to bring notoriety, obviously, to the HBCU organizations. And he's like, we gotta, we got to bring this to the attention. We have to support uh, these universities and these communities um, so they can be more successful. And, and he's certainly done that. He got Walmart to build them a brand-new football field. And mm-hmm. I'm sure Dion's got money, but you're not going to take a job to sink your own money into a, a football program. But, I mean, the word's been out there, and, of course, it's been going on forever, and you can dream if you want. Whenever you fire your football coach and you're at Auburn, you think you're going to get John Gruden. And it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can throw it all out there you want. Uh, that's who, by the way, they thought they were going to get in there before Gus Malzahn took the job. And uh, Dion, of course, is, is, is name is coming up a lot uh, because people don't believe that he will be comfortable enough, much like, say, Hugh Freeze at Liberty, uh, for a period of time. It's a stepping stone. And you, you saw it, too. Based on what he said, it sounds like he's in for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just was like, I don't see him leaving Jackson State anytime soon. Um, and I don't think it's, he said it's not about the money. It's about bringing notoriety to HBCUs, and I, I just thought it was really interesting. I wanted to get your take on that because money does talk. It, it, it does talk. Um, you know, a lot of people thought Bill Clark would not have been at UAB as long as he was. I'm sure his phone rang, and I know what he makes mm-hmm. at UAB because uh, I looked it up on, on Lars' website. Um, it's, and it's, it's, it, and it's, more, it's more what Lars makes, about eight times what Lars makes. Um, but, you know, I, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on, on what you think eventually happens with Deion Sanders. He's bringing a huge amount of notoriety. They haven't lost a football game this year. I don't know how many. They won 11 games last year. Obviously, he's a hot commodity. He's going to bring a lot of notoriety. Any program he goes to, would he be willing to go to a college that's not an HBCU? You know, you can throw a lot of money at somebody. And I know Deion's done very, very well. Antonio is in the house. You know this guy, right? I know him, yeah. So, will he be at Jackson State in five years? No, he won't be. He'll be at a power five? He'll be at a power five. He can't, right? I mean, just his ego won't allow him. It, it, He's got to dominate at every level, right? He, he will be at a power five, trust me. Yeah. I've heard some rumblings, and I know that there's been talk, and 
Where he ha- he has entertained some. <laughs> Where tell us some some. Can Come on, you you were just at the NFLPA meetings. I'm sure. You heard a lot of stories. So you're t- even, you want to tell look at Jay Williams? Oh, you don't even look know at me. About that. Let, let, let yeah. me ask you this: Can Dion? Come Sanders, on, tell me who, who is it? Who, who are you here? Like who might be possibilities? I mean, well, you know, everybody heard of Georgia, but we, I mean, uh, Auburn, but Georgia, Georgia Tech has been a strong, strong contender. That'd be a good one. Yeah, Georgia Tech has been a strong contender. But I honestly think that Prime is is holding out, hoping that that Florida State job is going to come open. But I think. You know, my man, he started out pretty strong, and then they gave him extension. So I don't know if he's, but he's starting to lose a little bit. So I don't know if that that's starting to pick up steam again. I just don't see Prime just taking any job. But he 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 he's he's brought enough notoriety to, to HBCUs already. So there's a big difference though between bringing when Deion Sanders shows up in Jackson, Mississippi, at an HBCU, and is working for how much is he getting? Five hundred grand a year or something. You're going to be successful. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could just walk in your living room and you're signing. I mean, he almost got a five star guy that ended up going to Alabama. Will that work at FSU? It's prime. Well, yeah. It's prime. better. It's prime. It's not I think better. Yeah. It's prime. Because everything that Florida State was used to getting that they can't get now, you bring prime back and he's going to get them. And yeah. then imagine some of those guys that he brought in that'll be able to go in the transfer portal and go with him. Now, the yeah. problem is going to be is wherever he goes, they're going to have to make sure they make room for his son, Shadur, because Shadur is going to yeah. come and be the quarterback. Yep. So they got to be willing to accept the fact that there'll be some guys that's going to come from Jackson State with him that he's going to want to play right away. So was Shadur, was he highly recruited? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, one of the top quarterbacks in the country. He came to Bama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it happen. I mean, I just think it's remarkable because I never – I mean, you think of former football players, your, your coach. I mean, a lot of former football players are coaches, and I get that. Uh, I don't know if they're always successful. You always think if you're a great Hall of Fame football player, it automatically means you'd be a great football coach, and that's not true. Um, but I'd love to see it at that level and see – Antonio, see well, can he coach, or is he just getting better players? Well, he's getting good players, but I, I think he can coach. He has a good coach staff. You don't just – you don't just win doing what he's doing without being able to being able to coach. You know, and he can motivate. We know that. Yeah. You know, and I think he has a pretty good staff. But when you get to that next level, now all the antics and stuff that he had, he brings along with him. I think he gets to some of these Power Five jobs. A lot of that is going to have to die down a little yeah. bit, and he's going to have to be a, a different type of coach. I hate to say it, but some of that could be allowed at HBCUs. You know, they they just they swagger. But once you get some of these Power Five jobs, a lot of the Stuff that he does and the way a lot of stuff takes place is going to have to calm down. The question would be, can Prime handle that? Had to switch gears a little bit and be a little different than what he was at HBCUs. But there's no way in the world he wouldn't entertain a Power 5 job. And I don't think there's no way in the world he wouldn't accept one because it becomes a challenge. I'm, I'm just about conquering HBCU. Now I, I need another challenge. I need I need another something to throw at me. And I think Power 5 job well, what, would be that. What does that say? to HBCUs across this country if he's only there for a couple of years and leaves for bigger money. And, and, and again, if he's going back home, I understand that. But, I mean, if he's there to bring notoriety and exposure to these programs to help them, it's not about the school. It's about the community. Right. And, I mean, it's about rebuilding locker rooms and all those things, but it's about rebuilding the community and making it more community-oriented in Jackson. But what does it say if he up and leaves after a couple of years? Does he need to put more time in, or how does that make him look? I don't think it look, makes them look bad. I, I think HBUs should understand, especially Jackson State, that nothing is forever. Yeah. And and Prime didn't take the job at Jackson State saying, 
I'm going to be at Jackson State forever. Now, we've heard some of his speech, and he's saying, I'm making a difference here. I don't want to go anywhere. But that sounds good. They all say that. Okay, you hear okay. coaches' names come up across the line. They say, I'm not going anywhere. Then two weeks later, they're taking another job. So I'm not, I'm not saying. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if The question is, is he swag? He, uh, he, he, I was telling Robinson was asking him, yeah, you're not swag. What a great, I mean, the guy that put that together, the yeah. video, oh my goodness. So good. Now, I think Eddie Robinson, was, he, 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 he got a little too personal. He, he really got a little too in, in his, his emotions. Yeah. And his emotions about the situation. You, you play in the league, you know how prime is. They're just prime. He, he, he going to walk the field. He gonna walk in himself just to intimidate, even if his players don't do it. That's prime. Mm-hmm. If I'm standing on the 50 yard line and Jay is coaching the other team, and Jay walks the field, he don't come and talk to me all before the game. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Ain't no problem with him. Come right now. I probably don't want to talk to him right yeah. now anyway. He's probably more mad that he's tried to score at the end. Well, look. Part this of is how game. I look at this is how I look at at, at football, at sports. Anyway, you playing you playing football. If you don't want him to score, stop him. Exactly. Wow. If you don't want him to run the scoreboard to score, run the score up, stop him. Mm-hmm. If you can't stop him, then that's just oh, that's on you. you. You and your staff need to go back and watch film and get your team prepared better. I mean, you're blitzing. You think I ain't gonna double move you if you blitzing me? So you taking shots at my second string <laughs> quarterback? What you think? I like what he said. I like what Prime said. He said you're trying to score on me. So and you calling timeouts? You trying to score on me? So I'm not allowed to try and score on you when I get the ball. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a blowout, was it? Pretty tight game. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't a blowout, so. How would Coach Prime be accepted at Auburn? I, I want you to talk about that on the side. Because everyone always talks about the fit. You have to have a fit to be at Auburn. I'd be really, I, I would just love to see that experiment. I would love to see that experiment <laughs> in so many different ways. I want you to tell us your thoughts Ooh, on the family. inside. Man, yeah. right now, that slipper's cracked. Cinderella. So is uh, Dion's legs, by the way. Oh, Jeez, my goodness. Please, yeah. man, that was hard to watch. I don't it think was. he's walking anywhere right now. All right. Let's uh, take a break. We'll come back uh, more with Antonio Langham in studio with us. Tony Curry, Tony Curry Radio Network, Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter. I'm Jay Barker. We'll be back here on this Wednesday edition. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national championship. Touchdown, Alabama! On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Have you ever wanted to be inside Bryant Denny in the middle of the field, sitting in the lower bowl, watching your beloved Alabama? 32. And for tomorrow and Friday, the weather turns warmer. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 67. The high Friday, 74. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 58 degrees in Tuscaloosa. What'd you tease me going in? Deion Sanders, head coach, the Auburn Tigers. Yeah. Would it work? Be honest. No. Uh, no. Why? Be honest. You want me to be really honest? I want you to be dead honest because I, I know why. I want you to say it though. I just don't I, I just don't then, think 
all the cameras and all the YouTube stuff and all the stuff he has on social media is is is, is going to fly. I, once you once you get in a power five job, they want you. They want to see you work. They want to see you coach. They want to see you do the Nick Saban. They don't want to see you out there with cameras following you and you YouTube and then all the all the other stuff and that that, that goes on with. I I I hate to say it, but. They they they're not going Auburn Auburn's not gonna want that to be from the head coach. Not yep. he's who he is, but and it's not gonna work because he's not gonna want to come because they gonna they're not gonna let him be prime. Would it work in yeah. any other school in the SEC? Just saying, Auburn is kind of that way. He, you, you mentioned FSU. That's to me, it's like the or Georgia Tech go or Georgia Tech or Georgia being Tech. Atlanta. Oh my goodness, that's perfect. That's where he was. Yeah, yep. Play for the Braves. Play for the Falcons. Oh, yeah. We talking about recruiting. Some unbelievable talent. I just uh, I just know too many Auburn fans that don't jive with what Dion's all about as far as in his flashiness and his brashness. And that's my point. And, yeah. That's my and, point. And, and, and now, can he come in and be a great coach for Auburn? Yes. But yeah. what he brings along with that, yeah. Auburn's not going to want that. Yeah. Ole Miss puts up with a little of it. That's lame, man. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's lame, man. You yeah, they, know, did but, with hey. their, they did it with their – I wish they put Lane in the Affleck commercials. That'd be hilarious. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, they did it – you know, but they did it with Bruce Pearl, though. Their basketball program, he was flashy, taking his shirt off, painting his stuff, hitting on women, <laughs> drinking in bars. Totally I mean, I mean, he, he, they, they, they ate that up. Maybe it's because Auburn Since he was at was Auburn, so he's done that? No, they, he did it before. Yeah. And I'm talking, he was he was flashy. He'd get up there and, I mean, we, we know the, the things. He, he changed. Did. I don't think Dion can. <laughs> well, he changed after, though. Right. He did all this, and, and he was in show cause. He was a show cause coach. He's out for three years, and they brought him in. I understand, but I just don't think Prime can just. I don't think Prime can just turn it off and try to be some something different now. If if he gets to, if he was he, off the job at Auburn, he, and he takes it, or he or he took it, he, I don't just don't see God, him be being able to change who he is. Be great. He Netflix. can't go from please, Prime. Please Auburn, just to bring him in. to sit. That'd be awesome. I would love. Can to you see imagine that. they hit in front of the president and AD, and they try to talk to him? He and hey, I'm prime, baby. You know what you was getting when you got prime, baby. If I ain't because, SEC, yeah. who is SEC? <laughs> and he's like, Jimmy, I'm taking over the reins. Oh, the reins. Oh. Ride with prime, baby. Yeah, there would be some yellow wood, that's for sure. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and Auburn should be happy to have it. doesn't say prime on it, you don't want it. Yeah, it <laughs> that's is right, right there. No it was doubt. state commercials. No doubt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He would be, yeah, the, the, the reason that he would not work there is he'd be bigger than the program, and they yeah. can't deal with that. They, they they want this perfect coach that wins twelve games a year, but he ain't bigger than the university. We got we get Terry we get Terry Bowden. You know what we got Terry Bowden? Them stupid ass buttons. When he started yeah. doing audacity, audacity and all this stuff, they hated the fact that he was doing all these buttons. They're like, "What are you doing? What, what, what are you doing?" They and didn't he, like that. And he, I didn't no. like him. I know. I was like, and he was undefeated. Yeah, he won twenty games uh, in a row. It was the, the the die guys did not like because he came in and pretty much he left was, them out a little. He was bit. a superstar. He was huge. Yeah, he was 20-0-1 when I played him my senior year the last time, Terry. You know what 20 this, 0 and 1. You know what this is right here? That uh, is uh Terry Bowden cutting grass. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the joke? Was going Tony right was in. standing up with his hands up in the air like he was having to reach. <laughs> you remember the when he hurt his back real bad? Somebody <laughs> said, Yeah, he hurt his back playing handball <laughs> with a curb. <laughs> oh my goodness.
And what I, I, a no, great ending here, guys. Yeah, no doubt. Antonio, great to see you, man. Hey, great to see you. Tell everybody about Tony Curry Radio Network. We got 10 seconds. Yeah, TKR. Go get TKR, Tony Curry Radio. Uh, we do podcast. Uh, it's all over the place. Just look up Tony Curry Radio. You'll find me. All right, from Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Josh Smith, our producer, and uh, Hardy and all the guys there at Ty 100.9 FM, our flagship station. Thank you for listening in. Join us tomorrow for the Thursday edition. We get closer to Alabama, Mississippi State coming up in Bryant Denny Stadium this Saturday at 6 p.m. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance.